I want to speak about this evening something that I've been carrying on my heart for like the past three or four weeks actually, and it is more, it's more something to do with, a, like Leonard said, something that the Lord wants to come and do, a bit of a, a wheel alignment in us as a congregation, and I want to speak about something called healthy saints, healthy saints. So if you're sitting here, you can say, this message is for me. Say it. This message is for? Not your friend, not the one next to you, but for you. And before we move anywhere further into health and all of these things, what is a saint? Who can tell me in Greek what, they, what they've learned? What is a saint? Somebody that is? Saved. That is great. But the, the Bible says that, the, that we are actually, each one of us, if you have been um, born again and enter into a living relationship with Jesus Christ, you are actually called a saint. And a saint means actually one that is set apart for a specific purpose and plan for God. That's beautiful, eh? And God says that you are saints. Each one of us, if you are a part of the body of Christ, as you deal us from the lichaam van Jesus, then you are a saint. But we know that not one of us can, in a sense, shine the fullness of God. So God actually from the beginning of time said that I want to have a people for myself that together as saints, as members of the household of God, together we will shine the fullness of God. That each one of you are an image bearer of Christ and together we are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden that when the world looks at us and they look for hope, they'll find it in the church. If the world wants to know what is God like, they will come to the church. There's probably visitors sitting here. You might come from a different denomination or a different um, expression of church. But the church should always be a people for God. And then when the world comes, they say, God is in their midst. If the world wants to see what love is like, they need to come to the church and say, we found love. We found acceptance. We found Jesus. And each one of us are members of that household of God. But not just that, the Bible also said that if the light in us is dark, what hope is there for the world? And that's why it's so important, actually, that each member of the body, and when I mean member of the body, I mean we are leg and arm and lung and heart, and each one of you represents something, but together we need to be the light of the world. Amen? So that is why it's so important not only to be a saint, but a healthy saint. Because healthy things grow and healthy things reproduce after itself. And the more we reproduce after ourselves, we reflect Jesus, that there's many image bearers of Christ, and we say, we look just like our Father. We look just like our Father and we give glory to Him. And that's why we are here. So, as you guys know, and for those that weren't here last week, um, all the visitors, uh, Brigitta is pregnant um, with a little baby. Let's call it a baby for now because we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. Um, why are you smiling? <laughs> so excited. I don't know what I'm going to do to be a father. Like, really, you don't, you don't know a cooking clue what's coming. Like, really, it's like that Ratanga junction. You go up the cobra, you don't know what's going to hit you. But I actually know what's going to hit us. I know when that little baby comes into this world, there will be a moment of time that we will start to invest into that child, right? 
through oh, hygiene, through certain skills, learning to walk or learning to crawl. We will learn, teach that child to speak and education, but ultimately that child from the beginning will be very dependent on us. But there will come a moment in time, as that child starts to grow up and grow up, that we will need to start to put responsibility into that child's hand, in the form of dishes, in the form of making their own bed, in the form of cleaning, in the form of just taking responsibility. And it's not to punish the child a lot, but... <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But... If I don't put responsibility on this child, they will never grow up that one day they can become an adult that can take on responsibility and contribute back into the family. And isn't it actually likewise for us as well? That each one of us actually starts at a place, and I'm not speaking about immature and maturity, but I'm speaking about even if you are at a, a toddler phase, a healthy child will grow to one day become a healthy, mature believer in God. And we actually see this in Scripture. Hebrews 5, I haven't started my time. There, I'm starting with my preach now. Hebrews 5, verse 12 to 14 says the following. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need somebody to teach you again. The basic principles and the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their power of discernment trained by the constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Exactly that word Brigitte brought, that the writer of Hebrews is actually writing profound things about the goodness of God and writing profound things actually about Christ. Then the, the writer inter, interrupts himself with a rebuke. And he rebukes these people and saying, the previous verse says that you have become dull of hearing. That I'm teaching you, I'm teaching you, and actually I want to put responsibility in your hands. I want to give you steak and full-on food, but every single time I need to take the dummy and give you a little bit of milk. <laughs> and actually it's quite a rebuke. Because who of you would like to, that Paul, it's not Paul writing here, we don't know who's writing here. But the writer of Hebrews comes in and says, you are a child. And I've wanted to entrust it to you more things. By this time, you actually should be teaching others. But every week I should come back and just teach you a little bit of the milk again. And I believe the Lord wants to come and do something in us of healthy saints that grow on to become mature saints. Grow up to be full-fledged adults in the household of God that can contribute back into the family. Amen. Guys still with me? So, always Nico, yeah. He's a healthy man. <laughs> you can see it in his body. Yeah, I saw him for the first time without a shirt at the, at the student camp. It was quite something. <laughs> Landmark moment in 2023. <laughs> Sorry, Alida. Cool. So, a couple of years ago, I was studying. <laughs> okay, I mean, sorry. <laughs> Feels like every preach in, in Josh in Stellenbosch PM has a Nico joke in. It's just like... 
Oh, stop it. Um, I was studying theology about six, seven years ago, and I studied a subject called biblical leadership. Absolutely loved it. But this subject started a little bit different from all the others in the sense that it started with a story. And in the story, a lecturer comes on the first day of Bible school to teach. And there's about 200 students like frothing at the mouth, like ready to learn, putting up their hands. They want to like learn from this lecturer and they're going to go for it. Name Michael. Where's Michael? He's also a theology student. Actually, not anymore. Was Michael. Sorry, skitekom laag. He's fourth. No, he's done with that. He's like studying Norsia or something. Um, you studying theology. Yes. Um, anyway, so this lecturer comes into the lecturing hall and he, he starts it off quite different. And he says, I want to ask you guys this morning, what is the most important word in the English dictionary? And they look at one another and they put up their hands. Love forgiveness. And they start to throw out all of these biblical words, and he stares at them, and he's like, that's good answers, but I have something different. I believe the most important word in the English dictionary is relationship, because God came to restore relationship, that where there's relationship, love can flow through, forgiveness can flow through, acceptance can flow through, uh, acceptance of, of, of who you are, the complete identity can flow through. And there's something of relationship that he wanted to establish that day. And they were like, whoa. And I think it's so true for us as well that the beginning point of a healthy Christian or a healthy member of God's household, a saint, is a relationship with Jesus Christ. We see this actually in Ephesians 4, verse 15 and 16. It says the following. Rather, speaking the truth in love. You got it there, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, man. Rather, speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, with each part working properly, making the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Once again, it gives this picture of a body and a head. Jesus Christ is the head. Each one of us are members of this body, but together we're being built up into Christ. And when we are connected to the head, life will flow. It says also in the book of John that if you abide in me, if you abide in Jesus and Jesus abides in you, Life will start to flow and you will bear much fruit. Because, but it also says that apart from me, you can do nothing. But actually we know we can do a lot without Jesus, but nothing of significance. Nothing of eternal value we can do without Jesus. You can worship without Jesus. I can preach without Jesus, but it will not have lasting impact. Life comes only when we are connected with Christ. I think there's, and this is where I want to make some tweaks in us, I think society out there has this man of God syndrome, that every single week people come together in settings like this, and then there's a man of God standing up and preaching, and the, the, 
the majority of the crowd is receiving, but it's only him in front. It's never supposed to be like that. That each one of us needs to reflect Christ. Each one of us has something of God. Each one of us are being built up in Him. It's not only Moses going to God and listening to what God is saying and bringing it to the people of God. But God gave us access that each one of us can go up the mountain, approach God, and be with Him and be in relationship with God. Hallelujah. But somehow culture is twisted again in unhealthy churches. And I can say it like that because it is unhealthy. That we've once again have this Moses syndrome that once again we only listen to Moses on a Sunday. But then we can argue, but Henry, aren't you the only one preaching tonight? Isn't there just some people leading worship? Isn't it only Leonard leading the meeting and one person on stewardship teaching? That's correct. But that is when we limit church to only a Sunday. That is when we limit church to experience of an hour or two on a Sunday and we say, that is the full expression of church. That's a lie. According to the Bible, it's not that. And I'm going to speak about that a little bit later or just, just now. But each one of us have access to God. And then when life flows through us, we can reflect God to a lost and dying world. Amen. Another not-so-cool story, but it was quite eventful, to, to say the least, is um, it was about three weeks ago, the fridge event um, of my finger. Um, so, obviously, load sh shedding happens, and our freezer at the bottom starts to def defrost, defreeze there, and the water starts to pour down, and all of a sudden, the power goes back on, and it freezes, like everything. So I want to get this drawer out, eh? So I'm like pulling the thing, pulling the thing. I think Brigitte was busy making food or something, and she's seeing how I'm struggling with this drawer, getting it out. She's like, you're going to break the thing. I'm like, near man, I'm not going to break the thing. I'm fine. Quite stubborn. Listen to your wives, okay? And I'm pulling this thing, and I'm pulling this thing, and I pulled hard on the one side, and I break it. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And I'm, I'm stubborn again. I'm saying, okay, I already broke it. Let's just pull it out. Let's just go for this thing. And I wiggle it and I wiggle it. And as I'm pulling it hard on the one side, it breaks off completely, but it creates like this little knife. And I cut open my whole front of my finger off. Koop. I start to bleed, eh? <laughs> Brigitte passes out like this for blood. <laughs> so... I'm trying to hide it, and I run to the bathroom. I take, like, a lot of toilet paper, put pressure on it because I see it in, like, movies. And I put the pressure on the head because I'm going to bleed to death. And But so it hurts. And I was well aware that it was hurting, okay? Why are you laughing? <laughs> anyway, but... What was interesting about that is the day or two or three after that, it started to become, uh, I tried to keep it open as much as possible that it will become dry. Um, and all of a sudden, I saw my whole body start to react to the 0.5% of my body that's hurting. I was well aware that it's hurting. My whole body was like I was walking around when I was, I washed dishes. But as I washed dishes, I was so aware of this finger, and I would take the little sponge there, and I would wrap it up. But everything was so conscious, conscious about this little piece of my body. 
And I believe as a healthy Christian, we should move away from the me perspective to the we perspective. To a sense that the body is not only about me, but it's about us. That when one part of the body is hurting, all of us reacts to the hurt. And all of a sudden, we start to work there. I will encourage there. I would love there. I'm going to pray there. I'm going to bring a meal there. I'm going to invest some time to be an ear of the body and just listen what's up. But our body has become so unhealthy that when somebody is hurting, what is our first reaction? I hope the elders know about this. I hope the com leader will follow up with this person. That is an unhealthy body. Because a body that's fully functioning, each member working properly, every one of us will respond and say, let's love. When the body is working properly, it will respond and build itself up in love, as the scriptures say, and will start to love. There's a scripture in, um, I'm going to skip a little bit of notes, um, Ryan, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 26. And it says the following, just to illustrate this. If one member suffers, okay, one, okay, how many is one? It's one, well done. I had maths lit, don't laugh. Um, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. It's such a beautiful picture that when one member, one finger in the body is hurting, everyone responds to that hurting. It's, it's almost like you are hurting. If somebody cries, it's like you are crying. All of us respond to that. But also the opposite, if it's one person's birthday, we rejoice. If one person gets breakthrough in prayer, we all rejoice. When one person finds a step closer to God, we all rejoice. Why? Because we are one. We are one. No, never mind. Everybody gets a birthday. No. You know how they wanted to treat you. And the Bible says, treat them likewise the same. We carry on in um, Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12. It says the following, And he, Jesus... Gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the elders for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Can I hear an amen? That's not true. It's not true. It's not biblical, but that's how we live. As long as the elders are doing well, the church is doing well. As long as the calm leaders are doing what they need to do, the church is doing well. But it actually says that these gifts are given to us for the equipping of the saints, each one of you, for the work of ministry. Each one of you are in full-time ministry, according to Scripture. It's not when you get paid. The highest calling in the church is not to become a leader. I need to say that. Because some of us say, when I'm a calm leader, then I will shine. When I'm a calm leader, then I will reflect Jesus. When I get a position to, to, to be influential, then I will give of myself. No. Each one of us have a calling for ministry to build up the body of Christ as a saint. A healthy saint just giving of themselves, not relying on the man of God or the calm leader. Although those things are very biblical and it is there. But there's more to it. 
We also see in 1 John 4.20, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. What John is saying here is the following. The reality of your love for God will be evident in your love for the saints. The evidence of your faith and your true love for God is how well you love your brothers. No, but then it's just me and God. No. Wrong. That's not the way the Bible says it should be. It's a, the evidence of your faith is played out in church, played out in the body. So I thought about this question. I believe each member should be a part of a body. Full stop. You cannot read the Bible and not see that each member is a part of a body and that body is a part of the head and that it's fully functioning when the head... You can't be a lone ranger in the kingdom of God. There's no such thing. Only Jesus was a lone ranger and he was God. He was the only the full expression of God. We can't be. But what does it then actually mean to be a part of a church or be a part of this body as a healthy saint or to be a part of this body as a member in his household. So I wrote down a couple of things here just to, to help us for the practical brains in our midst. First of all, a healthy saint is somebody that devotes himself. You see it through all of Scripture in the New Testament that the people of God that was healthy devoted themselves to the things of God. They devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles, meaning that when the apostolic works in or when there's something of a message being communicated, even tonight, we don't miss it. Why? We devote it to moving forward. It's not the body moving forward and I'm staying behind. The finger just like lies there at the back. That's weird, okay? That's a murder scene. Each one will move forward. It's only when all of us move forward when the full body moves truly forward. Are you devoting yourself to prayer? And I don't mean prayer meetings alone, although that would be a good start. Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. <laughs> we prayed together at a park, Janash Park, we prayed there. But it's so much more than that. When we call people to the front, is it only the leaders praying for them? Or if all of us running to the front and praying, encouraging, at your community, are you praying? If there's visitors, hey, let Praying. Are you devoting yourself to prayer? To fellowship. Fellowship is not two fellows in a ship, okay? It's not, I don't know what definitions we give to fellowship. It's not just a Wednesday and it's not just a Sunday. It's a togetherness. The church has never been something just to be a social club that you associate with. It's something you belong to. It's something that you're born again in. If you like it or not, you are a part of the body of Christ. It's not like your Virgin Active membership that you take out, I belong to Virgin Active, every week I go get my vitality points, but actually you just go in to get your Kawhi smoothie. <laughs> you sit there, tap a little bit, get your points, leave, but nothing changed, no health changed. Maybe a little bit of healthy smoothie and you can say you were there, but you didn't change. But why do we do that with the church? We come in, get our Kauai smoothie, your sticker, your vitality points. I was at church this week, and then we carry on. It's not just something that we get our vitality points at. 
something we belong to. It's more like CrossFit, like a community focus. <laughs> I'm joking. How do you know somebody does CrossFit? They tell you. Um, The people of God has always been a people that is extremely generous. And there's truly something that the God is shaking our hearts and our wallets these days. Really. I really think as a, as a church, God is challenging this area. Do I have everything of you? Not just your bum on a seat here on a Sunday, but every part of you. It says that when the world looked at them, they said there were no needy among them. No one had need. I'm not saying want, need. It's almost like a picture of a perfect society, hey? Politics is not the answer of the world. It's the church. I still want to do my thesis on that the church of Jesus Christ is the answer to a post-apartheid South Africa. That the answer is the church. It's the people of God. It's here where different cultures and different languages and personalities and introverts and extroverts and shy together. Hope of the nations. God sets the lonely into family. And I pondered a little bit on just a, and it's still in, to do with this thing that we need to move from a me focus to a, a we focus. And God sets the lonely into family. And I met some visitors this evening as well. And we don't know who walks in this door. And who God wants to add to us as a family. But if you think about a lonely person, I wrote down they might have been abandoned, rejected. They might have been wounded or outcasted by their family or other people. There might have been emotional hurt of people pushing them to the side and say, you don't belong. They never fit into a group. They never fit into a place. And so were some of you and me. I always had this imposter syndrome in my life that I never felt I belong anywhere until I found a family. I'm very secure in this family. It took me about six, seven years. I've been a part of Josh in almost 10 years. It took me about six, seven years, and then I could honestly say I'm a son. No matter what people say, God wants to use the, the body to adopt sons and daughters into the family. It is not the job only of the father adopting a son and daughter. Adoption takes place if the whole family works together to take a child in and say, you loved and accepted in this family. It is warped and actually rejection plays out again if somebody gets adopted in the family, but the family don't accept them. Then they will feel like a lost coin in the house. But there's something that the body needs to pull them in. Lastly, I want to end with a healthy saint, a healthy member of the body, is the following. Healthy things grow and unhealthy things die. Healthy things grow and unhealthy things die. Do you know when a, a movement die or when a church dies or gets very sick? It's when the leaders in the church give the church what they want and not what they need. If we come here every single week and just give you what you want, inspire you, speak about how God loves you and you never need to change, He accepts you just as you are. It's true, but He never leaves you as you are. 
But it's something in us, and it's weird, that we love to give our bodies what it wants and not what it needs. We love McDonald's. We love, me and Brigitte, we love pizza. Roman's pizza is like our downfall in life. We're still having like this world long eternity debate if Gino's or Holy Dough is better. Gino's, obviously. Um, not in her. <laughs> but there's something that we don't want to do exercise. We just want to lay on the couch. For some of you, you love exercise. Others don't. So we just give the body what it wants. We don't want to study. We don't want to actually grow in things. We just want to sit back, relax, and enjoy. But it's not what the body needs. The body needs to be challenged at some point for growth to take place. And so it is with the body of Christ. We cannot give you only what you want. It's not that type of church. I'm sorry. It's not that type of church. We are going to offend you sometime. Hopefully not us, but the word through us. As we, the, the, the Bible challenges you, you will get offended here. But there's something of, will you still give yourself and say, I'll change despite that. I will grow through that. It's not what I want, but it's what I need. So likewise, a healthy saint, what do they need to grow? What are some healthy signs that you can actually see that they connect it to the head? Life is flowing through them. And what are they growing in? Are you growing in the knowledge of God? Are you growing in the Word of God? The Bible says, I think it's Psalm 119 verse 11, it says, that I store your Word in my heart that I would not sin against you, God. That we store the Word of God in us to reflect Him, to obey Him, to follow Him. Are you growing in your knowledge of God? Are you searching the Scriptures and going through it and saying, who is this God? And I'm not speaking about secondhand knowledge that we just Google something and hope we find the right scripture. But we go to the Bible and say, what is this teaching me in context? Not only on a Sunday, but you go, when last have you memorized scripture? I was thinking about a scripture, I'm standing here, and it's been, it saved my bum in Christianity. Romans 8.1. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I felt so much condemnation and accusation from the enemy. And I can stand on that scripture and say, Therefore, there's no more condemnation. I'm secure in Jesus. And I can push away the accusations. Next one. Are you growing in your obedience towards God? When last have you done something that required faith? Are you reading the scripture and are you a doer of the word? Not only a reader and a hearer of the word, you're going to hear a lot of things tonight. But what, what will set you apart as a saint and a healthy saint is if you are a doer of the word. Many of us put up our hands and it is like World War III was just won through the act of obedience. Like, ugh! And I remember that first time, it was so daunting that I stood in, in front of this band worshiping there, but I knew I was actually standing in front of God, but I was so aware of the people around me, what are they going to think? They didn't look at me at all, they were worshiping God, but something in me knew that I, and I went for it. 
and it felt like the whole heaven stood still in like, boyki, well done. And I want to say the same for you. Well done for taking that first step. But for others of us, putting up your hand, there's no more connection with the heart. It's just the act. And we need to revisit this and say, God, is my heart still connected with my hand? Or am I just doing the right things? Are you growing and hearing the Lord's voice? Reading the scripture and hearing the Lord? Going to people that can hear the Lord and asking, I want to know how to hear the Lord's voice. Help me. We need to grow in these things. Are you growing in your serving and in your giving? Not only just sitting, but contributing. And I don't only mean giving with finances, but of your time. Lending an ear to a stranger. Hey, tell me your story. I really want to get to know you. Just giving of yourself. Next one, and I think we need to hammer this one a bit more. Are you growing in your love for others? We love to ask the question, how's it going with your quiet time? How's it going with your quiet time? Maybe a better question to ask is, the Bible says if you love God, you'll love people. How's it going with your love for others? Because then it would be an overflow of your love for God. How is your love going with people? One of my best attributes is that I see the gaps. One of my worst attributes is that I see the gaps. And I don't look away. And I struggle. Because then I want to fix that thing. And I want to judge that thing. And I want to critical on that thing. And I need to grow in that to say, love, love better. Grace. It leads me to my next point. Are you growing in character? Are you the same person that you were three months ago? Or six months ago, I will faint, literally, if I'm the same person in six months. We need to continually change as the light of God shines in our hearts. It will reveal, repent, move on, grow in the knowledge of God, grow in our character. We cannot just say, this is how I'm made and this is how I'm going to stay the rest of my life. I'm just an introvert. Not in the kingdom of God. Not in the kingdom of God. We need to be pliable and let God work in our hearts. Are you growing in your worship, prayer, and fasting? I've been challenged this week specifically in the area of fasting. When last have you denied yourself and say, God, I'm giving myself to you? Maybe some of us never fasted. This is a great opportunity. Then lastly, I put this here. Are you growing in your endurance? And it's a strange one to put in here, but I think healthy saints pass this, the test of time. It's not just a hoo-ha for a week or two or even a month or even a year that you live for God passionately and then it gets tough. The Bible speaks about the perseverance of the saints. Those that will persevere till the very end. And there's something of endurance in a healthy saint that when it gets tough, we don't deny it. But there's something that we give ourselves even more to Christ. That we grow in the things of God despite all of that. Are you growing even through the test of time? We're not pushing away that life doesn't happen. Life happens. Life happens. I said the other day, I've been at more funerals than weddings. Life happens. It's not great. But I will persevere. I will hold on. As a healthy saint, I will give myself. Hebrews 10, and I'm ending with this verse. Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25, says the following. 
Say again. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. It says the following. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Are you considering how to stir up your brother and sister up in good works? That each one of us will come together and say, guys, ladies, each one of us need to be connected to the head. And then as we are connected to the head, life will flow. And as life flow, we will give ourselves to good works. We will give ourselves to encouraging. We'll give ourselves to prayer and to prophesying. We'll give ourselves not as a leader alone, not as a worship musician thingy here in front. Magician, magician. Yeah, me and my English, eh? But we'll give ourselves because we are healthy saints. And it goes on to say, not neglecting to meet together, as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more you see the day drawing near. Speaking about the end times, speaking about when Jesus returned, and we are very close to the, the return of Jesus. Do you think about that? Jesus is coming very soon, most probably in our lifetime. Things are getting out of hand. Jesus is coming soon. Are we encouraging not to big, big brother and big sister to look up on our fellow com members and say, where were you? No. Leonard said in the previous um, service that if we have a family meeting, we would love to know if a family member is not there, what's up? Not for the sake of checking up on them, but just is there something wrong? Can we help? Can we encourage? Can we, do you have a flat tire? What, what happened? Like really, just to love them well. All the day, or till the day we see God coming, got my words wrong. As we see the day drawing near, more and more we need to have this unction in our heart to say, God is coming soon. Let us be healthy saints, contributing. Amen. I'm going to pray for us and I'm going to hand over to Leonard. Father, it is truly a privilege as we have prayed that each one of us as saints, set apart believers, can have full access to God. God, I trust that as each one of us find ourselves in a living relationship with you, that life will flow, God. That it says that if we abide in you and you abide in us, we will bear much fruit. But God, ultimately, we want to pray for the life of God to flow through us as a body. Not only through the leaders, through the elders, through the deacons, but through all of us, God. Because we know only when each and every one of us bring our little bit, we reflect the fullness of God. Not one of us, all of us. God, stir something in our heart, Lord, to be healthy saints. We don't need to be mature yet, but God, we, we give ourselves and we want to be pliable to grow up to be a full-grown adult and not that like the Hebrew writer writing to us and saying that you're still children. We want to say, God, we give ourselves to the process. We give ourselves to be healthy saints. We give ourselves to the body because we know if one member suffer, we all suffer. But if one rejoice, we all rejoice. Work in us a deep work, Lord, that we'll be doers of your word, and not only listeners.
In Jesus' name, amen.